conversations with professionals for professionals in the laundry and linen services industry. This is the American Laundry News Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Matt Poe, editor of American Laundry News. This is episode 34 of the American Laundry News podcast, Optimizing the Laundry Process. Joining me today to talk about optimization is John Getz, Global Product Manager for Hydro Systems, a provider of dispensing and dosing solutions. He's been with the company for more than four years, previously worked at a company that focused on helping manufacturers automate and optimize their processes. John has a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering and an MBA in marketing and corporate finance, both from Ohio State University. John, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thrilled to be here today. Thank you. So that we're all on the same page here, let's start out with what does optimizing the laundry process mean to you in general? Yeah, so like you had mentioned earlier in my career, I spent a lot of time focused on manufacturing, engineering, and lean. And the mantra for lean is all about elimination of waste in pursuit of the highest throughput, the shortest lead time, lowest cost while protecting and respecting people. And to me, optimizing the laundry process is no different. Uh, Same mantra that you would use in any other manufacturing facility. It's all about finding those ways to make sure the job gets done right and it gets done the first time in the most efficient and cost-effective way, while always taking the safety of the staff as the top priority. So in terms of knowing what levers to go after in the laundry Uh, We know from the Association of Linen Management that the average costs in a laundry, regardless of size, are roughly a third labor cost, one quarter equipment cost, one quarter linen costs, and that goes for purchasing as well as replacement. And then the balance, the 17% coming from chemicals and utilities. So understanding those costs and the levers that impact each one of those is really the core of the optimization process in the laundry. So you've already started talking a little bit about my next question, uh, why should laundry operations take the time, effort, and money to optimize? So what are the benefits? Well, I mean, optimizing the process is key to reaching a stronger business. And we all know businesses that don't change, adapt, and really obsessively try to optimize aren't around for very long. The current market situation with COVID is a perfect example of how our market, our industry, and our daily lives have just been flipped in an instance. And it's really forced us all to adjust. Understanding the costs and the drivers are really key to survival uh, right now and in other situations like this. The conversations I have on a regular basis all has to do with total cost of ownership. And that's just the idea that if you spend a little bit more money up front and invest in better equipment, that'll multiply for you many times over in the form of um, cost savings related to labor, utility costs, chemical costs, and linen life over the life of the equipment. So in your experience, what are some of the key ways laundries fall short when it comes to optimizing processes? Yeah, it's tough to use a broad brush on this. Uh, Clearly, every site's different. Um, But I do think some sites might 
falls short when it comes to just being aware of all the different ways that they can make improvements. I know sometimes when we have a change facing us, uh, we've struggled on how and when to make the change. Of course, we all have day-to-day items that we've got to manage and get through um, just running the business. So it can be tough to balance those short-term things with maybe longer-term considerations uh, with some of these changes. One example, of course, my area of expertise is on the chemical dispensing systems. Um, Those get used in laundries of all shapes, sizes, you know, small OPLs all the way up to huge industrial facilities. And the model with chemical dispensers is that they get provided to the laundry by a third party, typically the the manufacturer of the chemical. And what that means is the laundry operators aren't always aware of the critical role that the dispenser plays or what new technologies and features might be available to them to drive out cost, get key metrics into their hands faster, and ultimately help them maintain the high-quality wash results that they expect. Understanding that there's other options out there can make a difference. I think there are a lot of equipment solutions out there that are aimed at adding consistency, uh, reducing rewash, and and saving on utility costs. And if laundries get too focused on, hey, just the day-to-day or lowering their equipment costs, they may miss out or be suffering in some of these areas over the longer term. Okay. Then how about some areas where operations are making good progress in the optimization process? Yeah, I'm a loyal American Laundry News reader, and I think This publication does a great job highlighting success stories all over the country in various laundries. I did jot down a couple of topical examples that I've read recently. And the first one, Seaside Linen and Rental in Wrightsville, North Carolina, they took the time and automated their ironing, folding, and stacking of sheets, of course, as a way to take labor out of that operation and save some money. Using data collection on dryers, to make sure that those are set optimally versus just setting them at the max. Of course, uh, that would save on gas costs as well as time and uh, money associated with the time savings. There's a lot of stories around washers, specifically tunnel washers to increase throughput and cut water usage. And then on the washer extractor side, washers that actually weigh each load and then modulate the water and chemical usage as a way to reduce the spend on those items. So those are all found in American Laundry News and are really great examples, real-world examples of laundries that have done a good job on the optimization process. So you've started talking about the equipment. Let's look at ways an operation can optimize its processes. What areas of the laundry or which machines do you feel are prime for the optimization process? In addition to the items I just mentioned a moment ago, uh, a lot of Hydro's efforts recently in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic have linked back to the wash aisle and really educating on the things that we know best. Uh, A lot of this has been a return to the basics when it comes to getting cleaning and sanitation right in the facilities. Uh, What that means for the laundry is refocusing on the chemical dispenser and the wash chemistry as a way to ensure the linens in the facility aren't contributing to the spread of the virus. What specifically can laundry operators do in in these areas to optimize? When it comes to COVID-19, reemphasizing, again, a lot of the back to basics, making sure that the sorting techniques are done correctly, really emphasizing the importance of 
personal protective equipment with the staff, and then reviewing wash formulas and the chemical dispensing systems that are in use to make sure they're delivering the right amount of chemical, but also that the balance of mechanical action, temperature, time, and chemical is all appropriate. Just as an example, it's recommended that 160 degrees Fahrenheit with a chlorinated bleach bath for at least 25 minutes be used and that higher drier temperatures get used to maximize the kill rates of not only envelope viruses like uh, influenza or SARS-CoV-2, but also bacteria and fungi that have been responsible for outbreaks in the past. Besides mechanical action and, and formulas and such, laundry equipment has grown by leaps and bounds in terms of data that can be captured. So how can managers best make use of this data? Yeah, so they're, they're, you're right. There are a lot of systems out there that are providing more data, but the goal of connected equipment and, sorry, I'll use a buzzword of IoT or the Internet of Things really isn't just to generate more data for us all to sort through. It's more about putting the right data into the hands of the right individuals in a timely way so that they can make smarter better business decisions, ultimately to get a better business result. So for example, to reduce rewash in a facility. So whenever considering new equipment or equipment that provides data, I would recommend asking, you know, just a few questions. So one would be, is there data in the facility that you're already tracking and doing it manually, having your employees walk around with clipboards, pen and paper. If so, that's low-hanging fruit for automation. Uh, of course, in the facilities, I, I often see a lot of that happening. And of course, that's an area that can pretty quickly be addressed with some automation. The second question is, you know, will the data that's available help you run your business more effectively or act differently? Is it something you're going to base a decision off of? And if no, I would actually recommend not tracking it or not investing to have it be automated. And third, will the data be delivered in a way that's timely and that doesn't require a lot of additional analysis? Um, there are some systems out there that give you the data, but then you've got to pull it into a spreadsheet and, and spend hours analyzing it. And again, that's not going to be particularly useful. So look for data that's presented in a real-time fashion, ideally in a dashboard or as an alert that's really easy for someone to interpret what the next step is. Okay. So then what role does preventative maintenance play in the optimization process? Yeah. So preventative maintenance for a long time in manufacturing operations has been a, a best practice. Uh, it's a way to keep your critical equipment running optimally as a way to prevent costly downtime. Any piece of equipment that can stop your operation, it really makes sense to have a preventative maintenance plan. We consistently have customers tell us that doing reactive service costs them anywhere from 15 to 30% more than executing a planful service. So it's really important to find those areas or find those pieces of equipment that could lead to reactive service and try to put a plan in place. You know, connectivity and IoT allows us to go from preventative maintenance to predictive maintenance. And that just means using the data on actual failure histories with real-time usage data to identify a potential failure before it occurs. So an example would be maybe using load counts from a washer or weights 
from a washer along with things like pump strokes to determine when a washer might need service or when a pump on a chemical delivery system might need a repair. One last question for you. If you were speaking with a laundry manager and they asked you for your best piece of advice to optimize their operation, what would you tell them? Yeah, so maybe three simple things that I would walk through. And, you know, it's kind of a summary of everything that we've discussed here today. But yeah, first, don't lose track of the basics. Um, Things like wash chemistry and taking care of your people and making sure that they're coming into a safe work environment. Understanding the costs and measuring the costs of your business. Those are really the fundamentals. Without strong foundation of those items to build upon, any kind of optimization or improvement efforts going to fall flat. Second, don't forget total cost of ownership. If you're going to pay 5% more for a piece of really critical equipment that maybe would help drop your rewash by 25%, you know, run the numbers on that and think through it in that way. It probably is a good investment. But yeah, make sure you run the numbers, get through the details and perform an ROI. And then Third, you know, one of my favorite authors, Jim Collins, he wrote a book called Great by Choice, and he's got a theory in there called shoot bullets and then cannonballs that I really love. I think more people could employ it. And just simply put, it means don't be afraid to run pilots, run a lot of pilots to kind of hone in and determine your your longer term approach. And once you've got it honed in, then you can shoot the cannonball and make the investment. So in terms of how that translates to operators, I'd say lean in and try to understand the new technology and new features that are out there. Maybe these are things you've heard of or or maybe not, and maybe they're things you don't fully understand. So maybe choose a couple of those a year and really dig in. I think there are a lot of amazing equipment solutions out there that can get overlooked with everything that people have going on. So a lot of those can be low-cost ways to run the business more effectively and squeeze out costs uh, that might otherwise not be available. All right. Well, it's been great talking with you, John. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us about optimization today. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate the opportunity. And thank you for listening. For the American Laundry News Podcast, this is Matt Poe reminding everybody to keep it clean. The American Laundry News Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago. The music, titled Holding On, composed by Poddington Bear, is supplied through the Free Music Archive. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at AmericanLaundryNews.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. This has been the American Laundry News Podcast.